right, you know it's a slow news week when I'm talking about this shit. But Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, Mike Tomlin went on ESPN, and he basically uh, defended his quarterback. You remember the 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 big controversy with Miles Garrett uh, hitting. Mason Rudolph with the helmet in the Browns versus Steelers game uh, last year. Uh, Miles Garrett claimed that Mason Rudolph called him the N-word. And um, it's crazy because everyone is talking about, um, everyone's giving their opinion. And I don't know how the fuck you give an opinion on something you know nothing about. You weren't on the field. We don't have the audio. We know nothing. I know a lot of uh, Trump supporters are running around talking about, and you're going to say, why are you bringing politics into it? Because I fucking feel like it. But um, a lot of assholes are saying, oh, see, Miles Garrett is another Jussie Smollett. <laughs> they're calling him Miles Smollett because they're saying that uh, he's race speeding. Using a race car, goddammit. How the fuck do you know? I told y'all, I told y'all a long time ago, I said, watch, they're going to take this Jesse Smollett thing, because I think that that was some, that was some, uh, some shit from the elites to stir up racial tensions, and they have to do that because, nah, fuck it, I don't feel like going into it. Anyway, a lot of you too fucking stupid to understand what I'm about to say anyway. Um, but it's a, it's a good, um, narrative to, to have this situation, um, for them. Because what it does is no one's going to get the answer whether or not Mason Rudolph actually said it or not. Okay, they're not going to play the fucking audio. But what they will do is continue to talk about it on ESPN, FS1, and all your other sports channels because it's uh, it's a nice, juicy story. So I didn't even want to talk about the shit, but I saw the interview Mike Tomlin did. And I will say this, uh, I'm not mad at Mike Tomlin because he defended his quarterback. And I guess in that situation, uh, he had no choice. He had no audio. He had no evidence. Um, supposedly, uh, it did, excuse me, I know there's noise in the background. He um, supposedly, he got info from the NFL they said they did a thorough investigation and couldn't find any evidence of it. So what is he supposed to do? Some people are calling him a puppet, a coon. I'm talking about Mike Tomlin right now. They're calling him a puppet, a coon. Um, that's the black side. And then the white side, they're in love with Mike Tomlin right now because he supports his quarterback, Mason Rudolph, who is being accused of using the N-word. So, of course, you have this interesting dynamic where you're seeing all of a sudden. Now, now I'm going to say this, give a fuck how you feel about it. But I've known for years that people, not everyone, but some people have said, oh, Mike Thomas not that great of a coach and he's, he's subpar and he can't get the Steelers over the hump. They only won one championship. They, they should have won more. But now that he's defended 
Mason Rudolph on the ESPN, he's he's now all of a sudden I see comments in a comment section with people saying stuff like, "My Tomlin is a great coach." God damn it, I would run through a wall for Mike Tomlin. All of a sudden, right? And I, you know, not even to make it a racial issue, but it is. Now, how is it that all of a sudden, all of these people think that Mike Tomlin is such a great coach? Why? Because he defended a white player who was accused of using the N-word. Now, all of a sudden, he's great. Good for you, Mike Tomlin. That's what I read in the comment section. Good for you, Mike Tomlin. (laughs) <laughs> funny how that works, right? Funny how that works. They do the same thing with this bitch, uh, Candace Owens. They do the same shit with her. I swear to God. They love them some Candace Owens. They love them some Candace Owens. Candace Owens gets up there and coons and buck dances. And, and she is the most proudest black bed wench bitch that I've ever seen in my life. And they love them some Candace Owens. Every time I turn around, I see white people talking about Candace Owens. Love them some Candace Owens. Well, now they're doing the same thing with Mike Tomlin, only because he defended Mason Rudolph. Now, again, to be fair, to be fair, um, there is no audio, so you can't really judge it. Um, I'll, I'll give I'll give them that much. So let's let's uh, get to the article here. This is uh, the spun.com. It says, Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin calls out ESPN. It says, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin appeared on ESPN's first take on Monday morning to discuss Miles Garrett's allegations against his quarterback, Mason um, Rudolph Tomlin, uh, revealed that he took offense to Garrett doubling down on his N-word allegation against Rudolph, the Brown star alleged that Rudolph called him a stupid N-word prior to the helmet slamming incident. Uh, Now, didn't Mason Rudolph try to take off Miles Garrett's helmet? People forget that part. They got caught up in the N-word. See, that's that's the throw-off right there. Did he or did he not say the N-word? But people forget that he tried to take that man's helmet off. Prior to Garrett even going off on him, um, Rudolph initiated the attack. And I remember Max Kellerman trying to you know, explain that. But you know how Stephen A. Smith is. He just starts yelling and screaming and talking out of his head. I don't think Stephen A. Smith gets enough fucking sleep. So he just starts yelling and screaming for no goddamn reason. He thinks yelling and screaming. He's like a, you know, no disrespect, but he's like a, <laughs> he's like an angry wife, you know? He's yelling and screaming for no goddamn reason. And he thinks just because he's yelling and screaming that he's getting his point across. He don't, you know, he don't really listen to what he's saying sometimes. That's why I like listening to, um, Skip and Shannon more, even though Skip is outrageous and he says crazy shit. And they yell and scream too, but at least they're getting their points across. Stephen A just be running his goddamn mouth. Um, let me see. Let me get back to this article here. It says, Garrett was interviewed by ESPN's Mina Kimes for Outside the Lines 
says the show then had a roundtable discussion on Garrett's allegations. It says Tomlin took issue with this. The Steelers head coach believes ESPN is wrong for presenting the Garrett Rudolph situation as a he said, he said thing. Tomlin pointed out that the NFL investigated Garrett's claim and found nothing to back it up. Like again, like I'm saying, um, this is one of those situations where I can't, um, I can't get mad at Tomlin for this. Um, some people want him to, uh, I guess, I don't know, slam his quarterback or, or throw his quarterback under the bus. But you, if there's no evidence of it, what can you do? You know what I mean? Um, the way it was presented wasn't fair to Mason Rudolph, Thomas said uh, during ESPN's interview. So, uh, quote, the accusations are serious, not only in terms of Mason Rudolph's character, but his professional pursuits. There's been a lot of negativity around Mason Rudolph. He got fined $50,000 for essentially getting beat up. His reputation was tarnished for allegations. That's what Tomlin told um, ESPN. Um, and a lot of you have already seen that interview, so you know you know how the story goes. Um, but again, uh, a lot of uh, mixed feelings. A lot of people have their um, personal opinion on this. Mine is this. I can't fault Tomlin for backing his quarterback. I can't. I don't know if Mason Rudolph actually used it. We don't have the audio. Like some people was pointing out in the comment section that normally ESPN um, has audio. You know, the, the people are mic'd up and they, you know, they play the they play the audio all the time. But in this case, there's no audio, so you just don't know. So I can't, but I can't, at the same time, I can't dismiss what Miles Garrett is saying. A lot of people would love to. They would love to just say, oh, he's another Jussie Smollett. That's why I said what I said in the beginning. They're going to say, oh, he's just another Jussie Smollett. He's race baiting. He's using a race card. Because people love to say that now. He's using a race card, damn it. He's just another one of those black people that loves to race bait and claim racism for everything <laughs> but he could have said it you never know never know i mean oh you got it listen you never know what people are like especially in a football game i mean you know you ever played football man people say all kinds of shit especially in the bottom of a pile or after a tackle after a tackle when you're in the heat of the moment a lot of shit, you know, gets said, man. A lot of disrespectful shit. People talk about their mothers, their fathers, their kids. You know what I mean? It could be a, a, a sick kid. They'll talk shit. You know what I mean? That's that's a part of the game. So shit like that happens. And what's important, and nobody is fucking talking about it, Mason Rudolph started the shit when he tried to take Miles Garrett's helmet off. Fuck whether or not he called him the N-word. The fact that he was the one that was grabbing at his helmet first. If you take a swing at me and you miss, and then I 
punch you and knock you the fuck out. I don't want to hear no crying from you. That's that's just, you know, the way I feel. Um, you can't initiate some shit and then, you know, scream, oh, this dude attacked me. You know what I mean? That's not right. Uh, it's not fair. But that's what happened. You know what I mean? The NFL really came down on Miles Garrett. But Mason Rudolph deserved to be fined. He deserved to get punished too. Okay, sticking with the Steelers, uh, Mike Tomlin uh, responds to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, uh, uh, he apologized to Ben Roethlisberger and um, basically said, you know, long story short, he basically said that he uh, took for granted how great their uh, connection was, you know, and... um, he is basically, uh, I, I, you know, this is the thing about Antonio Brown. You don't know. <laughs> and people have been joking in the comment section saying he's going to apologize and he's going to say F the Steelers. <laughs> he's going to go home and say F the Steelers, F Roethlisberger, F Tomlin. Because you never know what, what Antonio Brown's going to do. But says says uh, Tomlin dishes on uh, wide receiver Antonio Brown. Says not to be outdone. Smith then asked Tomlin, this is talking about uh, Stephen A. Smith. By the way, this is from TheHeavy.com, just to throw it out there. says, not to be outdone, Stephen A. Smith then asked Tomlin about troubled wide receiver Antonio Brown, who was with the Steelers for nine years before leaving in 2019. Brown is no longer in the league after a series of legal issues, blah, 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 blah. We all know this, most of which which is still um, ongoing. But he issued an apology to current Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger last week after going on numerous public tirades about his former quarterback in the past, saying he never realized how good he had it with the team. Um, It says, while Tomlin said the Steelers have no current business interests in Brown as a player, he also said in reference to uh, Brown, once a stiller, always a stiller. Says the statement kept the door open a bit for Brown's eventual return, despite Tomlin's other assertion that the team had no current interest. Does this mean he and the stillers could have interest uh, later on? Should Brown make a few necessary changes in his attitude and actions? It says Stephen A. Smith's Co-host Max Kellerman felt Tomlin was definitely still open to signing Antonio Brown sometime in the future, commenting that the only thing I heard from Mike Tomlin was that he's open to an Antonio Brown reunion. While it's clear Tomlin and the Steelers are staying away from Brown, uh, Currently, Tomlin's suggestion that Brown will always be a member of the team has certainly raised more than a few eyebrows. Okay. Now, uh, (laughs) you know, I 
I feel like the perfect place for Antonio Brown to go and play football again is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sometimes you have to leave a place before you can appreciate it. You have to leave a situation before you can appreciate it. And um, some people are going to say, Morrow, you're out of your fucking mind. Antonio Brown is fucking crazy. That nigga's fucking crazy. He's going to ruin that fucking team. Fucking team's not going anywhere anyway. I got nothing to lose. Why not roll the dice? Sign him to a one-year contract. See what he does. See if he can keep his head on straight. Look, we all fuck up. We all make mistakes. And um, I'm not over here uh, capping for Antonio Brown. I'm not a I'm not a Antonio Brown fan. I, I'm not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so I don't give a shit. Um, it's not my team. But on the outside looking in, I feel like what do you have to lose? You're not winning. You're not doing anything. Um, the New England Patriots look like they're on a downward spiral. The only thing that's been standing in the Steelers' way has been the New England Patriots for the past decade. Why not, man? Give it a shot. You never know. Um, he's fucked up. Not just with the Steelers, but with the Raiders, the Patriots, with the entire NFL, and with his off-the-field personal life. You see, he's gotten... Antonio Brown has had an opportunity to see it's not just the Steelers. It's him. Now, if he's seen that or not, I can't say. That's up to him. Um, I did hear him say on The Breakfast Club that um, he mentioned that he had a lot of yes men around him. He said something along those lines that he had the wrong people around him. In other words, he had people around him that didn't care about him. They were just there to uh, eat off you know, get get money off of them. You know what I'm saying? And get taken care of. Um, so if he's smart enough to get rid of those people, which it sounds like he, at least he's talking like he is, he, he's at least acknowledging it. I'll put it like this. So for me, that tells me he's moving in the right direction. So here's what I would do if I'm, if I'm the Steelers. Nobody's going to pick up Antonio Brown. Nobody's going to sign him. I would go the entire offseason monitoring. Mon monitoring Antonio Brown. Just seeing where he's at. Where is he at legally, financially, mentally? What is he doing? And if I see that this guy is... Mentally stable. And he's got his mind together. And he has a mindset to. Um, try to get back in the league. And make something of himself. Or what's, of what's left of his career. Because he's. 
you know, he's, he's, uh, what is he? He's 30 something now, right? Sign him. Give him a one year contract. See what he's, see what he's capable of doing. You know, he's got the talent. Dude is naturally talented. Nobody can take that away from him. But it's mental. It's, it's about him mentally. Is he going to therapy or whatever it is, counseling or whatever it is that he needs? He's got it mandatory, right? Because of his legal issues. Didn't the judge order him to go seek help, to go get counseling, to go get therapy or whatever it was? Okay, so you know he has to have that now. He doesn't have an option. He doesn't have a choice. He has to go do these things. What the fuck does Pittsburgh have to lose? Not a goddamn thing. Sign AB. This could be one of the greatest redemption stories ever. And the AFC. Well, it's not wide open. I was about to say it's wide open, but the Chiefs don't look like they. Chiefs don't look like they're going nowhere. Mahomes and them boys going to be around for a minute. But you never know, man. You know, injuries. You know, sometimes a team comes off of a Super Bowl championship and they're not the same the next year. You know, you can catch the Chiefs sleeping or slipping. Catch them lacking, catch them slacking. Never know. But you definitely need you definitely need that firepower at wide out. People are gonna say, Oh Morrow, what the fuck? A B is that he's gonna do something stupid as soon as he get there. Not necessarily, I'm telling you. When did you ever think? When when tell me this, six months ago did you ever think that Antonio Brown would be apologizing to Ben Roethlisberger? Hell no. I know I didn't. So, okay, what is that telling me? It's telling me that dude has hit the bottom. He he He's figured out, fuck, I fucked up. I had it better than I thought I did. I was blaming Roethlisberger for shit that I should not have. I was blaming the organization. I didn't know how great of a situation I was in. I went back. If he takes that attitude into the season and you reunite him. Now, I'm not saying, see, I want y'all to understand what I'm saying. Going to another team won't help Antonio. Won't help Antonio Brown. Taking him, but the Steelers now, the Steelers taking him back. It will give him that feeling of belonging again he's coming back home you know and there's nothing like a second chance especially when you know you fucked up and I think that that could be one of the greatest redemption stories ever that's just my opinion Either way, I hope um, AB gets the help that he needs because he definitely needs help. Okay, so, yo, check this out. Uh, this is different from what I normally do. You know I normally do the news and everything, but I'm going to try something different just because it's a slow uh, news cycle. Ain't too much going on except Trump and the same old crap. So, uh, Floyd Mayweather is taking offense to 
LeBron James being named Athlete of the Year. Now, a lot of people don't like Mayweather and understandably so, but that's not the point of all this. The point is, Mayweather has a point, and uh, I'll tell you why. First of all, Floyd Mayweather has never lost a fight. We all know that. Mike think he's an asshole. He run his mouth too much. He had the incident with his, I believe it was his girlfriend or his baby mother or whatever some time ago. But that's neither here nor there. What's important is, what was that man like in the ring? A lot of people love to talk about Floyd Mayweather running. He runs. He runs from his opponents. It's called boxing, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a street brawl. It's not Kimbo Slice in the backyard. It's boxing. It's not Mayweather's fault. They can't hit him. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's so talented and gifted that they can't hit him. He is one of the greatest defensive fighters ever. Definitely the best that I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a fighter like him that you just could not get your gloves on. And he's fought the best of the best. Canelo Alvarez. Pacquiao. Hell, he even took on Conor McGregor. Now I know he's not a boxer. Before y'all get stupid. But what I'm saying is. A man goes 50 and 0. Granted. 50 and 0 is covering his entire boxer. His entire boxing career. It doesn't fit into this decade. Because you got to go back to 1996 to cover Mayweather's career. However, he still went undefeated this decade. So, does he have a point? Is he right? Hold on, let me see. Excuse me for the noise. My microphone is going to make some noise here. But I'm trying to pull up this article here. This is from Boxing Scene. Dot com It says, Mayweather, I'm athlete of the decade, not LeBron James. It says, five division world champion Floyd Mayweather disagrees with the decision by the Associated Press to name NBA superstar LeBron James as the male athlete of the decade. During an interview with uh, Drink Champs, the 42-year-old Mayweather disagreed with the viewpoint that James was the better athlete of the recent decade. He says, I love LeBron James, but when we would uh says, but when we talking about athlete of the decade, that's me, that's me, hands down, said Mayweather. We talking about from nineteen ninety six to twenty twenty, and I'm it says I've never received athlete of the decade at the top of Forbes and I'm my own boss. Now I read through the comment section 
and um, people were roasting Mayweather, and they were talking about how LeBron James has done things for kids in school, and people getting their feelings too much. It's not about what you've done off the basketball court or outside the ring. It's about who's the better athlete. LeBron James has been to nine NBA finals. He has won three championships. So he's three and six. Uh, LeBron James has dominated the NBA. He took the Cavaliers to the championship when he, he really had no support back in back in the day. I'm talking about that first Cleveland Cavaliers run. And he left Cleveland, went to Miami, went to four championships, four finals in a row, won two out of the four, left Miami, went back to Cleveland, went back to the championship. He won it the second time um, with Kyrie Irving. So he won one out of the three Um yeah, I believe it was one out, one out of one out of the three, or something like that. Anyway, anyway, um, LeBron changes your team the moment he arrives. I don't know if I've ever seen a basketball player in history have that kind of impact. We'll never know because Jordan was with one team all the way up until he retired and came back with the Wizards, and we're not even counting that. But I've never seen a player do what LeBron did, the way he did it. And it looks like he's about to take the Lakers to the championship. So it looks like it is possible. You know, we got the Clippers in the way, but whatever. Um, This is really 50-50. I can see you can make an argument for both of them. I know that that's a cop-out. I know you're going to say, oh, I could understand if you say LeBron is the athlete of the decade. I can understand you saying Mayweather. Mayweather should definitely be considered in that. Um, how was he? How he was never athlete of the decade? I don't know who could have been the better athlete the decade prior. I don't. I, I don't know. But fifty and all. That's, I mean, nobody's done that for at least 50 years. When's the last time you heard of a boxer going 50 and 0 and dominating his weight class? I think he even went up a weight class. Anyway, it's, um, it's just, it's one of those things where, uh, people don't like Mayweather. Um, they want to talk about what he's done outside of the boxing ring. They want to call him a runner. But at the same time, the man is a skillful fighter. He's one of the greatest skillful fighters we've ever seen, pound for pound. You have to give him, you have to give that man his respect. I'm going to get back to the article. It says Mayweather explains that unlike James, he never relied on sponsorships to make his money. No Gatorade behind me. This is uh, Mayweather speaking, by the way. It says, quote, no Gatorade behind me. No Sprite behind me. No Nike behind me. 
These are billion dollar companies and we like to call it placement, said Mayweather. So if they are paying, you get what you want if you're paying enough. He continues to say, just honestly, I'm the athlete of the decade. And last two decades, actually. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like, who who was better than Mayweather uh, the dec decade before? I don't know. Uh says, LeBron James was selected over superstar athletes like Tom Brady, uh, Usain, Bro Usain Bolt, excuse me, Lionel Messi, and Michael Phelps. Mayweather has been hinting at a potential ring return in 2020, but there is no word that the contest would be an actual sanctioned fight. Mayweather needs to stay out of the ring before he messes the uh, record up. He needs to stay his ass out of the ring. I hope he's not that desperate for money. I doubt it. He may not have the money that he used to have, but he damn sure got enough money to live. He ain't desperate. He ain't starving. Um, he's probably just being greedy and is probably bored and wants to come back to the ring just because. Um, but as far as athlete of the decade, you tell me what's better. Nine champ nine uh not nine championships, damn. Nine visits to the NBA finals or going fifty and oh and beating the best of the best. You can say, Oh well, he he fought Pacquiao when Pacquiao was in his later stage. That's not an excuse anymore. That was an excuse back when Floyd Mayweather fought Pacquiao. It's not an excuse now. Cause Pacquiao was still beating the shit out of people. Okay? So we, I don't want to hear it now. You know, if Pacquiao was really proven to be old and out of shape when he fought Mayweather, cool, we can make that excuse. But the fact that Pacquiao is still beating the shit out of people, now it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse anymore. You fought Mayweather, Mayweather beat you, period. He beat um, Canelo Alvarez. He beat, uh, what's his name? Make sure I say his name right. Maya Donna beat him twice. Um, give Floyd his props, man. Give him his props. Fuck the off the, fuck the out of the the the, the boxing ring shit. You know what I mean? I don't give a damn how arrogant he is. And you know, Muhammad Ali was arrogant. Muhammad Ali talked a lot of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? We pick and choose when we want to use that against people. Muhammad Ali was a, was a straight asshole to his opponent, his opponents, and they loved every minute of it. And he called, um, what was it Frazier? I believe he called Frazier a gorilla. You know what I mean? Muhammad Ali was a straight dickhead to his opponents, but we was cool with that. But when it comes to Mayweather, we want him to act like a, a you know, a gentleman. But he's, he's Money Mayweather. He went from Pretty Boy Floyd. A lot of y'all don't remember that. He took on the role as the bad guy. He used to be Pretty Boy Floyd. But then he said, I'm going to market myself and become the bad guy. So he turned into um, Money Mayweather. And he took that bad guy approach and made a lot of money because of it.